have to ask the question, is this worthy of my time, energy and my commitment? So I find a lot of women haven't asked this question and when they delve into this reflection on what is it that I deeply care about, I find their aspirations and their dreams begin to emerge. Whatever was buried begins to emerge. You know, all the times that they have discounted themselves and put themselves at the back, I think those experiences emerge and we're able to talk about it uh, in, in order for them to move forward. So I do think that, uh, you know, being in touch with this very fundamental question of what is it that I deeply care about and do I want to define it, articulate it, and am I willing to, you know, to put my time, energy and commitment to it is, I find for a lot of people, a very, very powerful question uh, that gets them in touch with their aspirations and their dreams. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host, Jyoti Ji, explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host, Jyoti Ji. everyone hearty welcome to season 2 of stars of learning podcast and i'm your host jyoti ji and each fortnight i interview the thought leaders in the learning industry who will share their best practices in talent development we will also discuss challenges solutions latest trends tools technology leadership and their journey in the learning field so friends i'm super excited for this show guys as you will agree, it's the month of March and what is special is International Women's Day is celebrated around the corner. And I'm glad to inform that today women have excelled in each and every field from social work to visiting space station. There is no arena which remains unconquered by women, whether it is politics, sports, entertainment, literature, technology. Everywhere it's women power all along. More and more women are entering executive ranks in business or starting their own companies, regardless of whether they are moving up the corporate ladder or working to build a startup. Women are steadily changing their conventional way of working in the corporate world too. Business regulations are more women-friendly now and they have better access to business opportunities. Despite progress, women are scarce among senior leaders, friends. Very few women are in the CEOs of the world's largest corporation. As you may have seen, Fortune 500 companies, only 6.6% of the women are in that category. And we know that career women most often overcome obstacles, right, to achieve professional success. And as a woman, you might have any thoughts like how to mobilize my strength to realize this potential what I have or you might be thinking what should you do to be a leader of influence in your team or your organization and any professional community you belong to or you may be wondering how do I expand my possibilities or my capability and be a force to reckon with. If you have answered to these questions in an affirmative way then you must listen to this episode as we are talking to Shailaja Manacha, a psychologist, a psychotherapist and a leadership coach who is also an author of the book, Step Up. How I know Shailaja? We are part of the LND WhatsApp group 
and we connected on LinkedIn. I was also part of her recent book launch, Step Up, last year, and it really inspired me, friends. I really had goosebumps looking at the powerful community she had and the prominent women leaders who were part of that book launch. And I thought I should get her on my podcast. And what more? Month of March with Women's Day celebration around. I thought I should definitely ask her to be on the show. And she quickly agreed to it. By the way, I have also released my solo episode dedicating to the women to knock the baggage you carry in your life. You know, that is when you will be empowered with positivism as it is necessity for the development or the growth of the society, friends. With no further delay, let me introduce you my beloved guest on my podcast, Shailaja Manacha, who is a PCC certified, a psychotherapist, a transformational coach, working with senior management and leadership team with 20 years of experience. Shailaja focuses on women and leadership both within the corporate space and outside. And she has been running women-only transformational groups and workshops focusing on building their capacity and presence. She has launched Step Up, India's first 100% online women leadership course combining psychology with cutting-edge leadership management learning. She hosts and leads powerful, live, mindful, professional women group on Facebook too. So without any further ado, let me welcome my guest. Shailaja Manacha, author, C-level leadership coach and supervising transactional analyst. Shailaja, welcome to Stars of Learning podcast. Uh, Hi, Jyoti, and thank you for having me on your show. Really happy to have spoken to you. So awesome to have you on, uh, Shailaja, and glad that you are joining me today. So Shailaja, the topic for today is about your book, Step Up, Women's Mm -hmm. Journey to Identity, Success and Power. And before we jump into this interesting conversation, I see you with a psychology background. Would love to hear from you a little background about yourself, how you got to where you are today. Sure, Jyoti. So, uh, yes, I have a master's in psychology. And uh, when I finished my master's, I stepped into the corporate world, into human resources, and worked for quite a few years. And uh, I was then head of HR with a small, you know, boutique software company here in Bangalore. However, in 2000, I um, I began studying transactional analysis, which is a, a framework of psychology. And through those through that studying that I was doing, I decided that I also wanted to pursue psychotherapy. So I studied for many, many years. And for quite a few years, I had my foot in two boats, which means I held a corporate job Monday to Friday. And Saturday and Sunday, I began a private practice of psychotherapy seeing clients. I did that for quite a few years. Okay. Till I decided to give up my corporate work completely. And I started doing training and training courses uh, with, uh, you know, just developing my client roster. Mm. And uh, since 2007, which is now 14 years, I have been doing coaching and working with leaders and their teams in the coaching space. So that's really been my journey. So there's been psychology, but there's also been, you know, a background in in human resources and then training and development. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, mind-blogged reading the praises you got for your book from the people all over the world, Shailaja. That's really incredible. Thank you. 
So Shailaja, moving on, uh, why did you decide to come up with this book, Step Up? And I know how it is going to help because I have the book in my hand, but I want yeah. you to, you know, talk about why, why Step Up? Sure. So um, the genesis of, uh, of this work with women in leadership was uh, really, you know, I just stumbled into doing a program in 2010 which had a group of only women. And the three days that I spent uh, doing that work was absolutely magical. It was an experience that I hadn't had before, even though I was training for so many years. And I think even the participants were clearly expressing that it was something really, really interesting for them that happened in those three days, being just a women's group and not having men, because otherwise most of the public courses I do uh, you know, we are, I have mixed groups. Right. And so I was really piqued by that whole experience. And I just decided from then on that, you know, a few times in the year when I do announce public courses, I will do women only courses. And so I started, you know, I, I, I just on a, on a lark, in fact, just decided to do that. And uh, as I conducted those uh, groups, I realized that there were some really smart, very brilliant, uh, very talented women who were in these groups who seemed to be, uh, you know, going ahead with their careers, you know, like with the brakes on. Most of them had problems negotiating, you know, sticky situations at home. Many of them seemed to have difficulties getting their voice heard, uh, you know, in their workplace. They weren't feeling significant enough. So I just thought it was really interesting that they were all so bright and, and talented, and yet they were stuck. And I noticed that in my work with them, uh, you know, over a few months that I ran the group, uh, and sometimes a whole year when they stayed in the group, I noticed that when when they began to find inner map in terms of understanding their difficulties, when they were given tools that they could use to, uh, you know, sort of change that inner map and the inner templates that were holding, which are often unconscious to us, then I found that, you know, the brakes came off, all the stoppers came off, and they began to move very rapidly and very powerfully. And this was really genesis of my own decision to commit to this kind of work. And so it is now 10 years of working with different kinds of women's groups. Mm. And then I realized, uh, Jyoti, that uh, I, I took this work into the corporate uh, worlds. And since 2013, 2014, I've been doing this work within organizations. And I found that organizations would at the most send me 10, 15 or 20 people in a group mm. for the year. Okay. And that frustrated me because I just felt that every woman should be able to make this decision and choice to study and learn and expand herself. And here the decisions happen to be left to their bosses or to HR who have their own selection process. And I, I didn't want to continue that, you know, with that situation. And so I decided to create Step Up, which is the online four-month leadership course mm -hmm. and the reason I created that was precisely this because I believe the decision to learn and grow and expand needs to be in the hand of the woman not just in the hand of their manager or HR or their organizational uh, you know philosophy of learning and that's how Step Up was launched as a course in 2018 and to my absolute joy I think I've had so many batches you know, every batch has 30, 40, 50 people. Oh, and my goal of, of meeting more and more women through this work got achieved, you know. And so I continue to do the in-house work. I continue to run the online program. And then as I did that, Jyoti, I just felt 
Okay, how would it be for many, many more people, even beyond these, you know, hundreds of women who I was meeting, how would it be for this, you know, message and this the technology of psychology, you know, what had happened if it would reach many more people? And I think that was where the idea of the book emerged. Okay. And I had so much experience running so many groups from 2010, coaching so many leaders for the last so many years, plus the step up program. That I, I just had so many stories to tell, mm-hmm. which is what came out in the form of a book. So, so, so that's been the journey, Ruti. Ah, oh, very interesting, and that's so enlightening to listen itself, Shailaja. I'm sure the kind of a connect uh, you have built in women, empowering women, I should say. Sure. Thank you. So, Shailaja, moving on. Will this amazing work on uh, connecting women with loads of opportunity, right? Somewhere the women would have buried their aspirations so deep that they don't know if they exist anymore also. Would this book help personally or professionally for them to cope up and gear? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, I completely am aligned with what you said around the burial of our aspirations. Hmm. And I think what I find uh, when people read Step Up or even, you know, when they're on, on the coursework with me, I talk about a particular concept called care. Okay. And I find uh, that is about 25% into the into the program. And I think uh, in the book, it's also, you know, sort of halfway through the book. I talk about this concept of care okay. and I find that that often happens to be the pivotal place for a lot of women because they have never bothered to ask themselves this question. What is it that I deeply care about, whether it's personally or professionally? And to define that and to articulate that because then you have to ask the question, is this worthy of my time, energy and my commitment? So I find a lot of women haven't asked this question and when they delve into this reflection on what is it that I deeply care about, I find their aspirations and their dreams begin to emerge. Okay. Whatever was buried begins to emerge. You know, all the times that they have discounted themselves and put themselves at the back, mm-hmm. I think those experiences emerge and we're able to talk about it uh, in, in order for them to move forward. So I do think that, uh, you know, being in touch with this very fundamental question of what is it that I deeply care about and do I want to define it, articulate it, and am I willing to, you know, to put my time, energy, and commitment to it is, I find, for a lot of people, a very, very powerful question uh, that gets them in touch with their aspirations and their dreams. Wow. So beautifully said, Shailaja. And I really like the caption of your book, you know, women's journey to identify success and power that that itself giving a greater message i would say so yeah. sailaja i was i have the book of yours in my hand mm-hmm. i can't let it go you know every day i ensure 20 25 minutes i spend on that and definitely there are a lot of practices which i'm practicing it you begin with in that book understanding your inner world how important it is in today's context um i think in today's context or in any times context for leadership uh, i see self awareness as a cornerstone of leadership uh, jyoti mm-hmm. because i think self of the leader is where one leads from okay and uh, when we do not even understand the self which is who am i how am i yeah you know this way what has shaped me what are my strengths what are my 
edges that I still uh, have to uh, work with. Right. You know, what are the patterns in my life that I'm proud of? What are the unhealthy patterns that continue to repeat in my life? Mm-hmm. Now, if we do not delve into these questions, then that which is unconscious and unknown begins to show up at work with our teams. It begins to show up in how we lead our teams and our organizations. And the ghosts, in some sense, the ghosts of our own unresolved issues in our own personality and psyche begins to influence how we run our organization and our teams. So I think understanding of the self uh, and a certain radical self-inquiry is a very, very, you know, significant piece of leadership work. And so mm-hmm. I think uh, that is the relevance of uh, starting with the inner world. So I think a stepping up journey requires a stepping in journey first. Okay. Yeah. Have the courage to do the radical self-inquiry. So you're stepping inwards in order to understand who is this person that I am. And from there can come a stepping up journey. Hmm. That's really amazing. And like the caption stepping up to, you know, stepping in is very important, very insightful, uh, Shailaja. I think with this, you also mentioned that, you know, there is how the adaptations in women, what is it? How would that help us to move out? Sure. So, you know, uh, uh, being, uh, 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 you know, a woman Jyoti and familiar with the kind of socializing and uh, family systems that we have, especially in India, Right. We know the kind of uh, influences in our upbringing. Yes. Yeah. So it is not uncommon for for girls to be socialized, mm-hmm. to be adjusting, to be pleasing, to be nice, to not have too many requests, to be a you know to be a good girl, to be polite, to you know to be perfect all the time. So these are all part of our messages in our social upbringing Hmm. and this kind of messaging is there in educated families in you know not so educated families in small towns and cities right it's pervasive across uh, you know different varieties of families uh, that we have and I find this kind of messaging constantly whether it is culturally or whether it's uh, from our families of origin uh, and ideas about who is a good woman all our ideas about gender these are all things that are built in pretty early in our in our in our formative years, mm-hmm. and I find this kind of messaging is actually very limiting for today's times, where we expect women to reach high and fly high. And mm-hmm. so I think these messages are what leads to what adaptations in my book. Okay. And I speak of several adaptations, but I commonly like to quote three or four adaptations. You know, one of them being constantly being a pleasing person, a pleaser who's mm-hmm. successful all the time. The second I talk about is needing to, you know, be perfect all the, all the time and wanting to be right all the time. And when we have that kind of adaptation, we become very hesitant to speak up, to share our thoughts because we want them to be perfect. We want them to be right. Mm-hmm. We always want to sound smart and intelligent. Yeah, we're not just willing to play with an idea easily. Okay. Yeah, so that's the second adaptation. The third one that I talk about is just a passivity and what I say, I can't. Hmm. Yeah, so I can't do this. I can't do that. This is not me. I'm not good with numbers. I can't learn this. You know, I've never done it before. Uh, I'm not sure I can do this at all. Yeah, so, so there is an overall passivity to using our own sense of agency to learn and grow and take next steps. And the fourth adaptation I call is 
I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times when I work with groups, Jyoti, I, I tell them that this adaptation of I'm not good enough, you may imagine it's only with people in the junior or mid-levels, and that's not true. I have worked with many senior leaders. And yeah. even with senior leaders, it's very, very interesting how this not good enough has been present even in their lives, in some domain or the other in their lives. Mm. And so I about these adaptations because I find it's important for us to know what is the price or the what is the cost and opportunity cost mm-hmm. you know when we follow these adaptations unawarely okay. and I find that when women understand that these adaptations are not written in stone they're not etched into our personality yeah these adaptations can be changed I am I'm a very good example of it myself and often share my own stories of mm-hmm. working through each one of these adaptations. Mm-hmm. And when we are aware, then we have the possibility of stepping out of those adaptations mm-hmm. so that we no more lose the opportunities that are lying right in front of us, right? And moving yeah. out of these adaptations allows us to, you know, knock on new doors, open new doors, and pick up every opportunity to shine and grow. Okay. So that's the reason why I highlight these adaptations in the book. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'm able to connect with what you're saying uh, all the four piece what you mentioned uh, yes uh, shailaja and uh, perfectionist was my strength as well as a great weakness i would say and yes. it would not help you know you're so perfect in everything but then that could be a big roadblock also unless yes. you we realize all these four piece i think that's a loads to introspect uh, shailaja what the kind oh, of uh, yes. nuggets <laughs> you have shared oh, yes. here and this is, and this is not uh, this is not a few months of work uh, jyoti getting over our adaptations is uh, is effort it's commitment to our growth hmm. and uh, i talk about you know the the different uh, ways of inviting uh, you know abundance into our lives so that we move out of these adaptations i find till today i continue to work with it for myself jyoti it's not like i am Uh, already reached some grand place not at all mm. yeah i find it's i'm a, a continuous i'm a fellow journeyer with many other women who are working on this and it is a continuous process mm-hmm. and also i like the one which says being present is like your uh, gps pay attention it informs you how to navigate how do one pay attention is there a framework which we can consciously strive to Yeah. do it sure so i talk in the book uh, on something called centering as a as a method to do that mm-hmm. centering is just a process of allowing ourselves our mind and our body to become calm okay yeah otherwise you can imagine uh, um, you know imagine a cup of uh, water with some uh, you know some soil or gravel in it jyoti and imagine we take a spoon and we keep uh, you know shaking up that water and that mud you know how muddy that that cup can look right true now imagine that we take the spoon out leave it out and just rest that cup with no movement suddenly all the mud and all the gravel settles down and the water on the top is clearer right. i find right. that this is a beautiful analogy to understand the concept of centering yeah so it's it's a very short but simple meditative practice that involves the mind the body and all of our senses i write about it in the book and on my website which is www.fisus.co.in 
P-H-Y-S-I-S, that's how Physis is spelled. Okay. Uh, there is a centering download which is available free to anybody. Yeah, so if you go, it, you'll get a pop-up and you can download it. It's a, it's a seven, eight-minute audio that you can practice with every day. And I find this centering practice is phenomenal because it helps us to listen to the inner self much better, which we don't do because we're full of noise in our head. And the external world is, world is full of noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. this sort of calming practice is a wonderful way to start developing presence in the way I talk about it in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so centering practice is what I, you know, I have made available for anybody who wants it. And it is also one of the very first mind-body practices that I introduce on the course Step Up. Okay, interesting. And uh, definitely, Shalaja, uh, when there is a, investment people want to focus on results also right now yes. you gave us a, a good insight to go to your website and download uh, i'm yeah. sure you would have touched many women's lives in this process can you share yeah. one or two examples you know how step up has helped them to scale or transform to who they sure. are now? sure i can i can you know in few lines share several examples So um, without taking any names, let me talk about uh, a lady who uh, attended Step Up, had always had a goal to write a book. And, you know, she attended Step Up and found the power to move out of her adaptation of, you know, perfection. And I always have to be right and ready. Mm -hmm. And uh, she went ahead and wrote her book in 2018 uh, is when she wrote that. So, uh, So that's one. The other story I can say is about a lady who uh, is from the technology and works in a multinational, uh, you know, is a project manager, was always playing a small game despite having 10, 15 years of work experience. And through attending Step Up, I think she found the energy around wanting to expand her careers, work in a different geography and to to become mobile despite having her family and her child in Bangalore. She decided to take, uh, you know, a step up by expanding her horizons of her professional role and uh, moved to a different country for a one-year project where she was then uh, more client-facing and that meant a huge growth, uh, not only in exploring her potential, but also in her role within her organization. I've had uh, educators, you know, who work in, you know, a unique education philosophy in a school decide to take up the cause of their education right to the to the Ministry of Education in Delhi and finding the energy and the language and the drive uh, to do something like that. I've had, uh, you know, filmmakers from Mumbai who have been part of Step Up and who decided to really expand their possibilities in terms of approaching you know, far more film houses in terms of making offers to them in terms of what they can do as mm-hmm. a filmmaker. So uh, really, I've had a, a very wide uh, a variety of, of women, but I've also had, given that we're in Bangalore and a lot of my clients are tech companies, I've had a lot of software people who are in, you know, who are development leads, development managers, who have done things like expanding their roles, uh, asking for new roles, you know, moving from back end to being more client facing. I've had people completely shift from one business to another just through negotiating with senior leadership, different aspects for their role. So I think all of these are very, very powerful outcomes for women who have always second guessed themselves 
hesitated, you know, not had the self-confidence to be in these kind of conversations at all. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, these are just some of the uh, you know, outcomes that people talk about. Yeah. But yeah. I think there's a common outcome that I can, that I definitely want to mention, Jyoti, which I never talk about too much in the book or even in my brochures, that they just feel that they have, that they are much more in charge of their life. They feel calmer. They feel like they know exactly what they are doing and why they are doing it. And they have changed many of their habits in order to become far more focused mm-hmm. and far more outspoken. Yeah, so I don't actively talk about this, but I find for many, many, many women, this has been an automatic, unarticulated outcome on the course. And I should share that I'm able to consciously take charge of what I think I have to do by reading your book, uh, Shailaja. Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, so Shailaja, I have another one interesting, you know, International Women's Day and, you know, looking at the reports, how women are scaling and all of that. But the sad part is only 7% of the women are in the leadership role at corporates. And women are falling behind at every level, right? Because of the yes. stages of their life, marriage, yes. children, and, you know, many other yes. things. But the moment they even get into the C-suite ladder, there is mm. more gliding there. You see more less number. From yes. your experience, does step-up challenge uh, mm. this barrier and help the women uh, leaders to explore, to be that leadership potential there? I think uh, it does, uh, Jyoti, because... I find, uh, again, you know, going back to this question on what is it that I really deeply care about professionally and where do I want to put my heart, mind and soul and effort and time and energy uh, has been a phenomenal question for for a lot of senior people because Hmm. I find that question really begins to, you know, bring a great degree of focus into the actions that we are doing. Otherwise, we can just... You know, we're all very good at becoming busy, Jyoti. Yeah, I think it is part of the current discourse of the corporate world that, you know, busyness. Yes. And people think of busyness and activity and, you know, as as being the way to success. And I think I'm really questioning that because I don't think busyness does that. Instead, focus does that. So I think it's worthy asking what is it one is doing and why is one doing it? And if that effort is rolling up into some significant professional care of mine. If it's not rolling up into that, we need to drop it. So I think a lot of, uh, you know, middle to senior women find this kind of, you know, reflection very, very valuable because it really focuses their energy powerfully. Okay. You know, I also do step up in within the corporate world as a longer program, uh, Jyoti. So I work over one year uh, you know, and sometimes over 12 months, sometimes over 15 months with a group of women leaders. Mm-hmm. And I find the way it helps them is, I think a lot of what we do as leaders is achieved through conversational competence, Jyoti. Yeah, think about it. All kinds of situations, whether we're, whether we're leading teams or we're meeting with stakeholders or we're, you know, developing business or we're dealing with clients, our conversational competence has to be ace, absolutely at the top. So I find a lot of the women leaders through Step Up are learning to hone their conversational competence to get bolder and more courageous 
and more vulnerable in their you know sticky conversations that they're having they're finding the voice to ask more difficult questions and the more important questions which sometimes i find only women seem to be thinking about not the men but mm-hmm. now they're finding a way to include those questions you know to their organization and i find all these are very very a big stain you know for you for anyone's career it's really like the wind you know beneath your wings which allows you to grow and uh, you know be seen and be known as a particular kind of leader which then automatically leads you up the ladder so mm. this has been my experience in coaching women leaders interesting and uh, shalaja you spoke about deeply care about yourself uh, to design your life and yes. uh, you also mentioned about centering practice and all of that yes. Yeah. and uh, you also mentioned in your book as self care we should know to practice the pause yes uh, can you explain uh, what what magic okay. would this do to you know to my yeah. listeners sure the centering practice is the pause that i'm talking about I, I, you know earlier on on our uh, uh, talk you know we spoke right. about string yeah. and even on my site uh, you know you see the banner talks about pausing hmm. i find that uh, when we enter the world of work hmm. especially those of us who hold big dreams for ourselves hmm. sometimes we find we're like on a roller coaster jyoti yeah or we are just running and sometimes we aren't even sure why why the hell we are running and where is this running going yeah. right so we are really on a treadmill of some kind we are running at a certain pace and i find this doesn't help because either we are filling up our calendars with activity which doesn't actually hold meaning for us or we are filled with busyness in our life going towards some goal that really doesn't matter to us so much or mm. uh, we are exhausting ourselves into burnout because there is only that much that a human being can do right so right. we are finite our time is finite and so we cannot just go on endlessly so i think the pause is uh, you know is a beautiful idea to integrate uh, into our life uh, jyoti because the pause allows us first and foremost to be centered and balanced the pause allows us to listen inside of ourselves is this getting too much yeah is this the direction i want to go why do i want to do it our own self reflections we do not listen to because we just do not provide the time for us to pause and take a breath hmm. and look with fresh eyes so i think the pause you know also allows that and i think the pause is so important especially for women i think because we are people who juggle a lot we have many things on our plate and uh, you know people have already given us lot of wonderful strokes for being uh, multitasking uh, people and so we have really taken that to heart and we are constantly juggling lot of balls in the air <laughs> and i find this juggling is very very tiring okay. so i find the pause has many many uses for us both to listen to our inner voice to reflect to stop and to be involved in only meaningful activity not just any activity hmm. and more than anything to care for ourselves yeah to just relax to sit down you know do something that is relaxing and joyful for us even if it's as simple as having you know a cup of tea and you know walking on the grass or looking at trees even this is um, you know is a big blessing in, in today's kind of life so i really think the pause is is a wonderful practice and i i'm a i'm a big follower of it but uh, you know also i i really encourage a lot of people to include it in their lives sure 
thanks for that uh, insight uh, shalaja and i have this book in my hand and definitely it's been a guided tour for me every chapter and a lot of practice every uh, after end of every chapter at least two case studies which we need to reflect and practice right so can you share your idea behind it it like you know uh, why such why did i write it like this yes okay. i find that jyoti that a lot of our leadership books tell us what we are supposed to do they don't always tell us how we are supposed to do it yeah mm. and there is often no uh, how do i say no detailed guidance for mm. so how we can access that learning and those behaviors in a in a systematic way so therefore i said i didn't want to write a book that just had gyan and you know theory but a book that uh, invited a reader into reflectiveness mm. into this pause and to invite a reader into beginning to think through this self inquiry that i think is the cornerstone of leadership because when we start doing that and we start using the practices in the book that's when we can begin to see okay whatever was written in the in the chapter or in those pages can it work yeah otherwise if you just have it all in our head you know and never bring it into our behavioral dimension or if we only leave leave concepts in our head and never bring it into conversations and and into our work day on an everyday basis mm-hmm. how do we know whether what is written in a book can work I so i really think yeah. that writing a book with reflections and with practices okay is uh was my way of making this book far more accessible to more people so that they can begin to see it come alive in their work not mm. just an idea on on the pages of a book mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh, i also uh, heard you saying that you know uh, reflect on yourself like who am i what am i kind of a thing right and mm-hmm. we also the upbringing and you know the family or the culture sometimes there are internal barriers which women go through uh, yeah. that could be believing themselves family social norms or it could be gender many other lenses right they put unconsciously yes. to women like yes. a multitasker what you said yes what is your advice how we can break this huge huge pattern to identify our own strengths or be ourselves sure and i think i talk about that uh, you know in in the book where i list uh, you know about 10 different what i call stop patterns i call them reds and for every red signal there are it is also a green signal which allows us to move forward uh, you know and and go go ahead rather than being stopped so i find once we identify these patterns through the book and seeing all those red patterns that are stopping us i provide in the book green patterns that we can put together as you know several green practices and i find that these are like mantras jyoti just like how we you know say our prayers every morning i tell people this is like a prayer yeah it's a mm-hmm. prayer for yourself you know it is there's nothing religious about it or anything it's just your deep love and commitment for yourself mm-hmm. and for your growth so take these green practices and begin your day with those practices there are some women just this evening like literally one hour before this recording Mm-hmm. I got a message from from one of the step up participants in Delhi saying that how committed she is to these green practices and she starts her day and she said I feel so good and I'm now addicted to using that for myself because I'm seeing it rapidly changing me. Mm-hmm. So I find putting these practices 
into your daily life every day, starting your day with even twice a day if you want to, mm. uh, you know, to use these practices, it really rewrites or if I have to use software language, then it reprograms us mm. in order for new behaviors and new actions to emerge from the same person because we're rewriting our story. Mm. When I tell a lot of women that, you know, we've written a lot of unhelpful things into our story. And the good thing is we have sole editing rights of our story. Nobody else has it, you know. Mm. So go right ahead and use all the editing tools that you have to, mm. to change what you do not like and to put in, you know, new narratives and more powerful practices into your story because that will start manifesting in your life. So, mm. so this is what I practice and I also teach Jyoti. Okay. And so moving on, Shailaja, you have a phenomenal stepping up tools with that five-finger solution. Uh, I've not, uh, you know, read that completely, but then I just saw that figure and it was so inspiring. How does this operationalize in the process? So the five-finger solution comes from the last section of the book because I think of them as stepping up tools. And they are all tools that are conversationally alive, yeah, which means they come into practice conversationally with other people. And so, for example, uh, I talk about requests. Mm. Now, request is a simple word. It's just an English word. Mm. But in the professional context, I find requests are very, very powerful in understanding it because when we lead teams, we're constantly having to make requests. We can make them effectively or we can make them very poorly. And when we make them poorly, then it impacts the results and the outcomes that we have with our team. Uh, I also find that women are not very good at making requests. We are hesitant. We yeah. feel over-obligated. We feel the other person may feel bad. We are unable to listen to a no. We have a lot of problems with requests. Mm. And so not making requests is a big issue. And learning how to make powerful, big, fat requests you know, is I think is leadership skill. So that's one of the fingers. Then I also talk about offers. Mm. You know, again, offers such a simple English word, you know, you offer something. Mm. But I find that offers is very powerful to understand professionally because each of us has strengths. We have some unique gifts that we bring to our teams. You know, we have a constellation of different strengths that can become available to our team, to our business, to our managers. But we still wait for people to ask us for things. Yeah, and I tell people, if you know that these are your strengths, what kind of offers are you making to your boss? Yeah, how are you taking care of something that your boss cares about, Mm. right? How are you making offers to take something off, you know, his or her plate so that you are making a powerful, valuable offer to your team? Yeah, so rather than playing the waiting game, how about you put your hand up and put your hand up not for you know, simple things that you can do, but put your uh, hand up for a complex, valuable order that you can make to your boss, to your client. So that's the, you know, second finger. So like this, I talk about five different fingers and I find that each of them has the capacity to change our public identity in our organization, uh, Jyoti, because our public identity is our business. Yeah, nobody's going to change that for us. If we want to shift that public identity, then we have to show up differently, whether it's to our team members or whether it's to our, you know, our bosses or whether it's to our clients. We have to show up differently in our behaviors and in our conversations. And I find the five-finger solution uh, has lots of ideas to do that. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, I'm sure, uh, Shailaja, in any model, right, 
I come from a, a little bit of audit background. So you mm-hmm. also need to look at the positives and the risks also, right? What yeah. would be the challenges? What would be the like, you know, toughest part for anybody to practice this? What should they be mindful of? Sure. And I think one of the biggest enemies of learning is that we sit with our self-doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, we do not practice. So, Jyoti, I often say this on, you know, when I teach that we become what we practice. Yeah, even today we have become because we have practiced this that we have become today. Yeah, in, including ineffective stuff. So, if we do not practice the new things that we want to manifest, mm-hmm. how can we manifest? Because we become what we practice. Mm-hmm. So, I find that, you know, on the courses that I do, I find those who do not practice, they are, log- they are lagging behind, Jyoti. They take... Uh, you know, they don't take as much from the course mm-hmm. as those who bring their questions actively. They take those practices and ex- every day they experiment in a conversation with their boss, with their teams. Yeah, they're always doing something small in terms of a learning step for themselves. And I find this is their biggest win. Yeah, that they have decided to practice the green mantras. They have decided to overcome and despite their fear and, and low confidence, they have taken a step forward mm. and they practice and they bring their questions back into coaching. So mm. I find that practice is everything. So if there is a downfall, it is because of not uh, being fully committed to our learning and, by, and not practicing. That's a, a great insight, uh, which we have to be mindful. Yeah, that commitment is definitely needed. So friends, it's time to change the lens. Lot of nuggets, the mantra, the pause, the deeply care and the adaptation techniques have been shared by Shailaja. And she also says it's time to change the lens. And we've all have heard the glass half full and the glass half empty analogy, right? Well, it's all about the perspectives. And Shailaja will provide you with a deeper understanding of who you are, and if you need a change in your perspective, she runs this wonderful course. So, uh, Shailaja, do you want to talk about this thrilling and adventurous program you have? Sure, sure. So, the course is called Step Up. So, if you look for it, please look for Step Up. If you go to the website, then there's an entire page, testimonials, curriculum, etc., dedicated to the Step Up course. There is a batch that's running right now. And so, you know, we we are closed at this moment. But a new group will open up in August because Step Up is offered publicly. And I offer it only three times in a year. Uh, It is basically 100% online, Jyoti, which means there's material, content, videos, worksheets, reflections, you know, a discussion forum. It's everything is provided on a portal. And do all the content in your own time. So there are sometimes people who, uh, women who are doing it at, you know, uh, at 11 p.m. after, you know, the house has gone to sleep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I notice sometimes people are logging in at 5 o'clock because that's their quiet time and that's when they study. I have people in Delhi telling me that they look at content on the metro. So honestly, the content is accessible anywhere, anytime, you know, from any location and in your time and space. Okay. The only thing that is live, Jyoti, are eight calls. Yeah, the, and those eight calls, uh, you know, the dates and times are announced in advance, and that's when everybody logs in. And I'm live 
Okay. Because for me, I do answering questions, they bring their questions, their issues, we sort them out on that one-hour call, and we have eight such live calls mm-hmm. uh, in four months. So that means almost every two weeks, there is a call. Mm-hmm. And then there are other support systems like the discussion forum on the learning portal. There is a WhatsApp group. People are constantly sharing their wins you know, asking for strokes for themselves, you know, asking questions. Uh, I respond to them there. So there is, it is an interactive four months journey, you know, where content is online done in their own time. And the only time that we connect live with each other are on those eight calls. So that's what uh, the Step Up course is about. It's open uh, only to women with at least seven or eight years work experience, Jyoti, because the content I'm talking about Mm. is not so palatable for junior women. I find you have to be at a particular place in order to, you know, engage with the kind of topics and the questions that I have on the course. Mm. So typically above seven or eight years experience, uh, women join it. And the next course opens in August 2020. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you would like to add that will be of value to my listeners, Shailaja? Uh, I think just, uh, you know, tell people, you know, pick up the book because the book is a lot of the course is already in the book. And that is the very point of writing the book, because I really wanted more people to be able to access this, even if they cannot be on the course There's a lot that you can begin to learn and integrate just with the book. So do that. And otherwise, of course, you know, Lead Powerful, Live Mindful is a currently, uh, you know, closed Facebook group. So if you look for it, it will pop up on Facebook and you can ask to join. And there again, quite a few resources, uh, you know, videos, uh, different things that I have put up, which are freely available to anybody on that group. You can access. And of course, you know, be in touch, be open step up program which comes up in august which means enrollments will happen in july okay and okay. so be in touch so that you can be on it because i only offer it twice a year publicly because otherwise step up runs in-house jyoti there are many of my clients have the step up program within their organization which means mm-hmm. you know for four months they have their own cohort from within the organization who's going to step up okay. but i wanted step up to be available publicly to just anybody who wants to join any woman professional right mm-hmm. so that public program is available only twice a year that's a wonderful opportunity of creating for women And my last question, how do you see learning trends in 2020? I really think that uh, a big trend that I'm seeing picking up and it has already picked up a learning trend is coaching, Mm -hmm. whether it's one-to-one or group coaching. And I think that has really picked up. The second one that I see is moving from just doing training programs to doing uh, ongoing learning, which means a group goes through a learning experience over a couple of months or over an entire year with goals that need to be achieved at the end of the year. So I really think that's another trend that's picking up. In fact, most of my work, 80% of my work has moved already in that direction, Jyoti. I no longer just do one day or two day kind of programs at all. A lot of my work is ongoing. Uh, that's the second trend. And I think the third trend I see is is moving from just transactional training and development to something more transformational, mm. which involves, uh, you know, a certain uh, focus on the self of the individual. Yeah. So I really see that some aspects of psychology becoming quite significant. Mm. And if you see, you know, a lot of uh, really good leadership material today, a lot of it is focusing on 
on the individual and not just on models and ideas and concepts hmm interesting yeah, yeah. yeah. so friends uh, this book is going to be a game changer for you and if you are seeking to make a difference and are ready to design the new futures and new possibilities then this book is a must as it is packaged with loads of practical guides and necessary tools i sh- i think uh, shailaja has already shared couple of nuggets here you want to be a powerful leader this book is definitely a, you know must have in your uh, library and uh, it's just not for women even i felt you know when i was having a discussion with my husband he was also taking benefit and getting insight uh, from that so I, i don't say it is only for women i think anybody can apply uh, do you resonate with that uh, shalaja yes totally uh, jyoti because i uh, that's been such a happy a surprise for me because i've had a lot of men coming back and telling me that they're reading the book and that uh, they find it so valuable and they're often asking me why is it that i'm talking about these patterns only in women because you're saying even i identify with it right <laughs> i see that's true because i am talking about the human being you know and we are not that different as human beings so a lot of the book i'm talking about human nature and human beings mm. however i say that i use the gender lens uh jyoti because mm. some of these issues are multifold prevalent in women, women if yeah. available 10 you know in a sample of 10 you know if three men have it then i would say in a sample of 10 eight women have those issues mm. right and Very therefore prominent. i found value in bringing the gender lens but of course a lot of things are very much applicable even to men and a lot of men are you know writing in to tell me that they are enjoying the book in fact in some of my client companies i've had their leaders telling me to run step up for their men and okay. i say you know but i can't do that because the content is very much speaking to women so unfortunately i can't run it for men hmm. but i have even had those kind of requests in the last year okay interesting <laughs> So my wonderful listeners there is much more insights to know about our guest and Shailaja we have not done with the interview there is a surprise element for you okay yeah okay. we have lined up few powerful questions to engage empower and enlighten and that's the mission of my podcast so mm-hmm. are you ready for the powerful questions sure sure bring it on okay great according to you what is your star moment Um okay I think my star moment was definitely my book you know coming out uh, my book launch you know happened in the India Business Literature Fest in Pune uh which was surrounded by business literature and that's where my book was launched with some you know fabulous luminaries on stage yeah. uh you know and I think that was definitely like a star moment because I was having flashlights and videos and you know uh, those kind of experiences and autographing the book and so yeah I think I I connect with that as being a star moment okay and what inspires you to do everything that you do today I think I have uh, what I care about etched in my mind all the time jyoti it's a question that i ask myself every month in order to even begin seeing whether i want to change my focus and my energy towards a certain goal so i think for me my my professional and my personal cares are very very clear and so that's what inspires me morning to get up and do what i have to do 
you already own a company what's yeah. one thing you would do differently in learning in your company Uh, uh what do you mean when you say in learning in your company because you know i come from the learning and development background and i yes. believe continuous learning is something crucial yes and uh, how do you uh, you owning a company how are you seeing learning got it okay so i think i totally resonate with your continuous development idea so i think uh, i am a student for life which means that any given time i'm always on a course i'm always studying something i always seem to have a teacher for the last 20 years it's been like that and to this day it's the same and uh, i think uh, the second thing that i have gone and i also have a coach okay. so i have a teacher i have a coach and i have a learning community that i belong with mm. uh, so every time uh, i always have partners with whom i can discuss and move forward with ideas interesting and what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now okay so this year i want to i've just begun writing my second book so i i want to get somewhere with you know with that book this year i have no intention of finishing it because i i have quite a bit of research i have to do for it so uh, for this year definitely i want to be at least 50% complete there I want to start uh, a new course uh, online on transactional analysis which is a very powerful tool to shift communication and relationship patterns in life and work and I want to take that program online so I'm working to develop that and I also want to explore a certain theme you know connected with senior women which means I want to launch a like a step up program but i don't yet have a name for it but it's for women with uh, with a minimum of 15 to 20 years work experience mm. and i want to launch one year open to public sort of a group for women of uh, that caliber and that stage of their careers so those are the top three things that are on my plate right now more power to you all the very best in that challenge if i may ask you what are mm-hmm. your strengths What are my strengths? I think my biggest strength is that I'm a very committed learner, uh, Jyoti. Yeah, so I I always have learning goals for myself, mm-hmm. and I find uh, the best people whom I can work with and learn from, and you know learn under. So I think of this as a very big strength. So I'm not somebody who just less rests on past laurels that I have. Mm-hmm. I think I'm constantly on a learning journey. So I find this is a very big strength. I also think my strength of understanding human psychology has proved to be an absolute powerhouse for me because it really allows me to navigate all my relationships whether it be personal or whether they are with clients mm-hmm. in a very very powerful sensitive and forward moving way so i think uh, this also i find uh, is a strength and uh, i think my third strength is that uh, I'm not somebody who just keeps running on the treadmill jyoti I pause I mm. ask why I'm doing what I'm doing and only then I put my full energy behind it and I feel that is helping me be creative you know put this book together put my courses together uh you know develop collaborations in different kinds of projects so I see this as a strength that I'm not just running you know like a headless chicken doing all kinds of things I really I really ask what is the purpose of uh, of my presence uh, you know in this world what is my purpose and then i decide to put energy behind it 
Wow. And with that, with continuous learning, what's the best book you have read this year or any time you want to recommend to my listeners? We definitely have step up in the list. Oh, I have a range of range of books. Uh, I have almost, you know, fourteen different books that I'm reading for this year. Oh wow! But I think uh, the top of my list, which I absolutely love and I highly recommend, is a book called Reboot, written by Jerry Colonna, uh, and uh, he's again very aligned with a leader finding their inner story and through that to develop their leadership. So I feel very aligned with those kind of themes. Okay. and what are the characteristics of the best boss or a mentor or a coach you ever had and what made that person great for you um it's hard to find one characteristic but i think uh, i would choose authenticity which means whether it's a boss or a leader my current coach and teacher mm-hmm. i find the common path that attracts me to them mm-hmm. is their capacity for authenticity which means they uh you know they know themselves mm-hmm. they are very aware of their thoughts feelings reactions and they're able to articulate it in a respectful and sensitive and challenging way mm-hmm. uh towards me and i find that quality very very attractive mm-hmm. uh for me a certain authenticity in in communication and i think the uh, the second quality that i find is very powerful for me in leaders is generosity and i feel it is much lacking in in today's corporate culture but i think as leaders we have to see ourselves as bigger and with a with a high capacity to give to provide and to guide to mentor and for that we really have to have a spirit of generosity so i think that's another very attractive quality for me okay and are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you uh, the biggest tool that i use is the pause okay uh, centering it's sometimes a practice that i have to use more than once a day especially on a rough day uh, so that's a, a very significant tool and i think the other tool is just self care hmm. i think that's a very important tool especially for women okay and any habit you're practicing which has made you successful in whatever you do uh, a significant habit that i practice is asking myself often enough what is it that i care about and am i paying attention to what i care about and shalaja we have come to an end of this interview uh, <laughs> before that i have one question how can people get in touch with you to get more insight collaborate where can they reach out to you i know you yeah. gave the your uh, company website address yes yeah, yeah. Um, i just repeat that so www.physis .co.in that's my my company website yeah. and so you can you know contact me through that whatever i do is usually there all course announcements are usually there and so that's an easy place to get in touch with because you know whatever i do is is you know is available there okay and so linkedin yeah. is a great place to connect with me i have my personal profile which is sailaja manachya okay. uh, and i also have the fisis profile on linkedin Facebook is also a possibility there is a Pisces page but there is also lead powerful live mindful that's uh that's the close group that i spoke about that's also available and uh, you know as a way to contact yeah so these are all possibilities jyoti sure uh, shailaja thanks for that on a closing note and that last question 
your sure. advice for those who want to accelerate their career in talent and development i really think because i claim you know in my teaching and in my book that the self of any person is is the powerhouse place from where to learn to be a leader i find investing in yourself in courses that are connected with self awareness and understanding yourself in a far more deeper way i would highly recommend you know all learning and development and talent uh, you know facilitators to put themselves through a couple of years and a couple of those courses because uh, it's like polishing a diamond you know the more you put yourself through those kind of processes which are uh, not just about skills but behavioral psychological those kind of processes i really find it allows us to tap into our our deep inner potential sure that's an amazing and great insight uh, shailaja so guys all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show note page of my podcast stars of learning and also on my website prajwitaknowledge.com that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com for your quick reference Thank you so much Shailaja for being on the show Stars of Learning podcast and sharing all your wisdom for women and how to step up with all practical and result based approach right and I really enjoyed all the key elements which you have shared it's it was immensely insightful for me and very useful it was a great learning to me and I'm sure my listeners will also see value in it really appreciate your time thank you I really appreciate that you uh, have researched the book so well and came up with those questions. Uh, I think uh, uh, that shows you the effort and the time that you have put into developing your podcast. So I'm very appreciative of your of your queries. Thank you so much, Jyoti. Really happy to be here. Great to have you on my show. So, friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shailaja. If you have got any learning or motivated hearing to Shailaja. then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on facebook twitter insta and tag me and shailaja and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower and i'm always grateful to everyone who tune in who subscribes and leave a review for our podcast by the way if you haven't done that that would mean a world to me so head over itunes and take a minute to write a quick review it will help our podcast grow and i really appreciate your support bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you